Hello and welcome to the Divorce to Bliss podcast. Here you will learn all things related to healing from divorce, mind, body, and spirit, so you can create a beautiful new life filled with happiness. I'm Rachel Ruby, author of Divorce to Bliss, divorce coach, speaker, and attorney, and I'm so glad you found me here. Hello and welcome to the Divorce to Bliss podcast. Today we are going to be talking about healing during holiday time and why instead of looking at the holiday time as something really negative when you are healing from a divorce, it can instead be something really beautiful and gratifying and in fact is a great time for you to start the healing journey or restart it if you've already started it and haven't been doing the work. So we're going to talk about, first of all, the fact that the holidays in general can be a stressful and lonely time for many people already, right? And then when, when we add the a trauma uh, like divorce, if you're if you're coming out of divorce, going through a divorce, or you think, you know, a lot of people wait till January to file for divorce till after the holidays. So you might know in your mind that that's coming. Or you may have been divorced for a while, but never really healed yourself and worked on yourself. And the holidays, because they we tend to see it, or many of us tend to see them as challenging times that can be lonely. We don't think about doing something to help ourselves during those times. We just kind of think about getting through it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about today why the holidays are such a fabulous time for you to start your healing journey or resume your healing journey and really focus on you. So the first reason is because the holidays, usually during the holidays, we have some time off. Many people have a a longer break. Some people have reduced hours. So we have extra time in our schedules. Most of us do. And this is really a wonderful time to use it wisely. And there's nothing better than healing yourself and working on yourself. Let's get started and diving into how we can do those things. Number one is to use this time to plan your new life. Now, whether you've envisioned your new life after divorce already, whether you've created a plan already and you just haven't implemented anything, you're going to start over. Blank slate, tabula rasa. The first thing I want you to do is to get a journal. And if you don't like to journal, you can do this either voice texting on your phone and printing it out, or you could start Um, a note, you can start something on your computer, however you want to do it. But I highly recommend putting it in a journal and actually writing because there's something cathartic about doing the writing. And to me, at least, it really feels like when I write in my journal, I'm taking this weight off my shoulders and I'm putting it onto those pages. And so I'm releasing it. And the best part about journaling is that you get to come back down the road or after each little baby step you make and look back and see, wow, look where I was a month ago, a year ago. For me, it's really been a a pleasure, a joy to look back at my writings from where I was right after I split with my former spouse and all those phases I went through. And they were really hard and really challenging. But And how I got through it and how I went through that tunnel And finally saw the light came out on the other side and how things just started turning around in my life because I did a lot of work and I'm still doing a lot of work. We all do need to do work all the time because we're constantly changing and moving and, and new things are coming into our, our, um, 
our sphere and we need to constantly work on ourselves. So we don't just heal from the divorce and then never do any more work. But anyways, back to this holiday time and planning your life. So once you start journaling, you're going to start writing down everything. And then I want you to find some time every day and sit and visualize, or in other words, we can call it meditation. But if you don't quite know how to meditate, then you can start with the visualizations, which is really a part of meditation. But it just means sitting in a quiet space and closing your eyes and just trying to put thoughts out of your mind and focus on your breath. And it's okay if the thoughts come back into your mind. You can just realize them, acknowledge them, and then let them go. Keep coming back to just the breathing in and out and slowing it down. And eventually, you'll start to feel a little relaxed. Then I want you to start imagining, visualizing what your new life after divorce is going to look like. And I want you to do this in full color, full detail. I want you to imagine where you'll be living, what you'll be doing in your free time, what you will look like, because some of us want to completely change, or some of us want to lose weight, or change our hair color, or change our wardrobe as part of this awakening of the new me, the the kind of the, the butterfly coming out of the chrysalis, right, and learning to fly. That's the analogy I've always used. And so we want to really see these visualizations in detail. What will your clothes look like? What will you, like I said, what will you be doing in your free time? Will you be picking up any new hobbies? And really see it, feel it, feel how good it feels to be there, to be in that space after all the hard work that you're going to do. When you get to that point, feel what it's going to feel like. Smell it, taste it. If you're thinking about moving to a new home, feel yourself in that space, even if you don't know where that might be yet. Imagine what you think it might look like and imagine the movement of the light through the windows and maybe the trees outside and and cooking in your kitchen and see your furniture and see the colors. Feel what you're feeling inside. And I want you to feel this immense sense of freedom and just love in your heart that you have made it through such a difficult time. And I want you to feel pride in yourself that you did it. And I want you to be excited about this new life that you've created and will continue creating and building because these are the positive emotions that help us move forward and progress in the healing journey. The next thing is uh, manifestation. And this actually is visualization is similar to manifestation, but there are further steps if you want to really learn how to do a deep, deep um dive into manifestation. Manifestation is a wonderful skill to learn because it allows you to to bring it forward, to bring everything that you see in your visualizations into your life. And it is it does incorporate visualization, but it's a lot more of a skilled practice. So if you need more tips on manifestation, please reach out to me and I will be happy to refer you to some fabulous people who teach more about this skill. So once you spend time planning your life in your extra holiday time, I want you to do this every day. I want you to write in your journal every day. I want you to visualize your new life every day. I want you to sit and be quiet and just 
listen to your breathing, meditate a little bit each day. And I want you to express your gratitude in all of this, through all of this, in your writing, in your meditation, in your visualization, feel and express how grateful you feel for everything that you've created in this new life that you are visualizing. And lastly, when you are creating this new life, I don't want you to say when this happens or in the future, or I will have that. I want you to speak and write as if you already do, because what we say and what we feel and what we believe trains our mind to bring more of the same. So I want you to say instead of, I am going to heal, I am healed. Instead of, I am going to have a new home, I live in a beautiful new home. Everything that you visualize and imagine for this new life that you are creating, I want you to speak and write as if you are already there. The next step in learning how to or using your time effectively during the holidays to start your healing journey is to get out and move your body daily. Now, it's important to realize that healing from divorce is a compilation of three things. It is rewiring of the body, the mind, and the spirit. And if we don't take care of those three parts of our whole self, then we cannot heal. We cannot just fix the body and not work on the mind and the spirit. And similarly, we can't work on one of the others or two of the others and ignore the third one. So the intention that you need to set every day is that you're going to move your body. Now, moving your body does several things. First of all, obviously, it has some great physical benefits. If you don't have a sport that you like, or you don't belong to a gym or a studio where you take classes, or you just don't know what to do, start walking. Walking is the easiest thing. It doesn't cost anything except for some good shoes. I personally walked my way through my divorce. I spent six to seven miles of walking time every day. And I know this might be hard for you. It was hard for me because I did run a business, but I would do it super early. And then I would do it at the end of the day and I'd split it so that I made sure I got this walking done. And while I was doing this every day, it was so therapeutic because not only did I see this complete transformation in my body, but I also felt my mind clearing and I felt myself getting clearer and clearer as to what I wanted, how I wanted my new life to look. And it was all in doing this walking. And I would change it up and walk certain places. Sometimes I would walk in nature as often as I could. And if I couldn't, I would just walk through the neighborhoods near my house and with my dog. And I highly recommend getting out and moving your body. So to recap that, movement helps your body because obviously there are going to be great effects to that and in conjunction with healthy diet. And it also helps your mind because you start clearing your mind, you start getting clear on what you want and how you are going to visualize that and create it. And it helps your spirit because you create all these good and you know positive hormones when you are doing exercise and those things will help you feel better and it just makes you, gives you a better, um, you know, feeling in general. So the last thing is if you don't have a sport and you don't have any of those things and you don't want to walk or maybe you can't walk, you can also dance. You can turn on the music in your own house, in your own private space 
and you can just let it all go. And that is one of my favorite ways to let loose. I did a lot of dancing too as I was healing. And between walking and dancing, I would credit much of my healing pro- progress to those two things. So try it. Super fun. No one's judging you. And just try it for as long as you can. I would usually dance for 20 to 30 minutes. And it really gives you, uh, makes you feel great. Gives you a high. The next way to use the holiday time in order to help you start or rekindle your healing practice, your healing journey is a really big one, a really important one. And that is spending time alone or learning to spend time alone. So many of us after divorce are so afraid of being alone. And this is one of the two or three biggest fears when divorcing that I see with my clients and with a lot of friends as well, because especially when you've been in a long marriage and you're contemplating being alone. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that by myself? What am I going to do times like this, like the holidays where I don't have that extended family anymore? Maybe your own family is no longer with you or they're too far away. So being alone is a big fear. And especially if your kids are all grown up, because then you're truly, then you truly feel alone sometimes, right? So being alone is hands down one of the most necessary things for you to embrace while you are healing so that you can go on and create your new life. You cannot try to be unalone all of the time. And the reason I say this is because when we are alone, when we are truly with ourself, we learn so much about ourselves, and we go into a quiet space. And when we tend to be with others, there's lots of doing and there's lots of talking and there's lots of chatter and things going on. And so that doesn't allow us to really dive into who we are, what's hurting us, what's making us feel down, sad, angry, insert your adjectives there. So being alone really is the time when you are, I hate to say forced, but when you are, when it's, it's there in front of you and you need to take a look at it if you want to heal and you want to move on. A lot of people after divorce skip this step and they go right to relationship. They go right to meeting people and dating. And I've always advised that it's the wrong thing to do because until you truly love yourself, you cannot love another right? And this doesn't, it it applies to everybody. But if you're a parent, obviously, you can still take care of your children. But you're going to be a much better caretaker if you truly love yourself. Okay, so I want you to remember this. No one has ever been able to love someone else good enough until the love for themselves comes from here. And the only way we're going to get to that love for self is if we do this deep work. And we, we start with being alone. So how do we do that? Especially when we're afraid to be alone. Well, it's easy. We can do something as simple as going on walks in nature or going to a beautiful park, beautiful beach, sit by a lake and just sitting and just closing our eyes and starting to imagine that new life. We can spend the time alone by going to a spa day, going to a movie by yourself, by, um, There's so many things and, but some of those things involve, you know, out exterior noise, like obviously going to a movie, there's going to be noise, there's going to be loud sounds. And that doesn't really allow you to be with yourself because it's kind of an escape. So my advice to you is 
yes, you can incorporate doing things by yourself that involve you being in places where there might be noise or other people. But really what I want you to do is go out. Don't sit in your house. I mean, you can be alone in your house sometimes, like when you're dancing or when you're preparing a meal or what whatnot. But I want you to find the things to do where you can be alone with yourself and just sit. And being alone can even involve sitting with yourself and writing in your journal and expressing why you feel sad being alone and what you're afraid of. And another thing to mention about aloneness and others in relationship is that once we learn to be alone with ourselves, we're going to have this incredible new feeling of self-confidence. We're going to feel better about ourselves in general. We're going to be more happy. And guess what? What we are is what we attract. So if we do the healing work and we learn why it is so hard for us to be alone and we spend more time being alone, the person that we're going to attract when we're ready for a relationship is going to be a completely different person than the one we would have attracted without taking the time to fall in love with the self. The fourth tip on how to effectively use holiday time to start planning and making your new life into a reality after divorce is to make plans to spend with friends and family. Now, I know I just talked about being alone and that is so important, but because it is the holiday time, I do want you to go out and I want you to be with those you love. And this can be anything from holiday parties to walks with friends, to coffee or meals, to baking treats, to whatever. And I want you to do as much of that as you can because it really feels good and it's really healing to be around those you love. And another caveat here is to make sure that the people or anyone who might be trying to give you advice as you are healing is within your support network and that they are the right people. And there's a whole other podcast on support networks and how to vet people within them to make sure that you are surrounding yourselves with the right people. Because yes, there are certain rules or certain things that you need to be aware of when you're hanging around others and talking about your divorce. So get out there and have fun. Another important uh, part of this is if you don't have family around and maybe your friends are out of town and you don't know who to call, I know it's the holidays, but try to find uh, maybe a meetup group or maybe join something that uh, like a, 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 sp- a sports team or something you love to do. Go join a painting. They start taking a painting class or a cooking class or do some kind of activity. Find a group because when you go and are in that element of that time with those people, there's going to be this connection, right? At least when you're there in the class. And this connection can lead to friendships. But even if it doesn't lead to friendships, you're doing something with others. And that's really important for you. I don't want you to just be alone by yourself for the holidays. I want you to incorporate being alone as part of your journey. But I also want you to be around the right people and people whom you ha- with whom you have a connection. And the last way, the fifth way to use holiday time to help you in your healing journey is if you are a parent and you have kids. Get your kids involved in having fun with you and fun with groups of people. So if you have the kids for the holidays and you want to, let's say, 
have them help you create an invitation for a cookie decorating party. If these are young kids, this is a great thing to do. And all you have to do is buy the dough and you can either do ready-made dough or homemade dough. And you have it all there and ready for the kids. And you have each person bring either a topping, a fun, crazy topping for the cookies or some kind of a, um, a glaze with maybe some different tips and invite the kids over, invite the parents of the kids over and have everyone get involved with this. So you're working with them, you're having fun, you're making cookies. And that's just a really great way to get the kids involved and kind of let loose and have fun. If you have middle school or high school age kids, you can help or you can have them help help create an evite to have their friends come over for a Christmas movie or a holiday movie night and cocoa. And everyone can bring a $10 gift for a gift exchange. And there's so many fun ways to do gift exchanges. And you can look those up on the internet. But uh, where people can steal them from the person who just took it and exchange them. And it's just a lot of fun. I would highly encourage you to get your middle schoolers and high schoolers involved in doing something fun like this. You can even do a retro board game night. Um, if you have old board games, you can break them out and have your kids come over and, you know, look, if the teens want to be and the, and the preteens want to, the tweens want to be on their own doing these things, you can go into the kitchen with the parents and have everyone bring an appetizer or just serve some light appetizers and some holiday libations. And it could be alcoholic or non-alcoholic or both. It doesn't matter. Whatever you feel is right and whatever you want to do. But it's just a fun way to involve the kids in the holiday spirit. And last, if you want to just do something alone with your kids, you a great way, a great thing to do is to bake. And you can do cookies or candies and you can actually buy some really inexpensive holiday tins and little small ones. And you can package these up and distribute them to friends, family, teachers, neighbors, whatever you, whoever you may want to gift these to. And that's a great way to work with your kids in having fun and takes away from possibly the loneliness or the hurt you may be feeling and they may be feeling as a result of the divorce. Those are my tips on how to have fun during the holidays and also start your healing journey or rekindle it. And so you get to the end of the holiday season and you are feeling great and just diving in to the healing journey. If you need any help in healing and setting this all up, I would love to help you. I am a divorce healing coach. You can visit my website at rachelsruby.com slash coaching for more information on my programs. And I hope you have a fabulous holiday season. Stay well, stay true to yourself, love yourself, and know that everything is going to get better. Take care. <music>